Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Subject to Change with your host, myself, Jordan McCabe. And today we got Isaiah Todd on the podcast, everybody. Woo! Let's be back. How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm surviving. I'm surviving uh, quarantine and yeah. corona. How about you? How's that been affecting your whole life? Man, I really can't complain. It didn't really slow me down. Still in the gym, still working, still traveling. But being safe, though. Yeah, so you've been able to find a gym pretty much throughout this whole time? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we got, like, a little private gym in Miami, and then we got um, some gyms around here in Raleigh I'll just be going to. So you're in North Carolina right now? Yeah, I'm back home, yeah. Got you. You grew, you born and raised in Raleigh? No, nah, I was born and raised in Baltimore, but I moved twice. I moved to Virginia, and then I moved to Raleigh. So you were you were raised more in Baltimore, you said? Yeah. I got you. How was that? Um, I mean, it was Baltimore, man. That's why we moved. But you yeah, know, I still got love for the city, though. Yeah. yeah. How, when did when did you move from Baltimore? Um, when I was like fourteen. Okay, so I mean, the bulk of your your childhood was up there. Yeah. Is that where you first started hooping? Yeah, that's where I first picked up a basketball. I was like seven years old. For real? Yeah. Got you. You play a lot of a lot of like pickup and, and different stuff around there. There's a lot of good hoopers that come out of Baltimore. Yeah, I played a lot of pickup at uh, the recreation center downtown, Chick Webb. Um, that's where I really, really did most of my work. Yeah, when'd you when'd you fall in love with it? You know, everybody's got that moment where it's like, yeah, this is this is when I fell in love with the game of basketball. Uh, probably my eighth grade year when I was playing JV um, in Virginia. That's when I fell in love with it for real. You were playing eighth grade and JV, uh, JV in eighth grade? Yeah. I didn't even know they, they could do that. Wisconsin, see, where I'm from, everything's like 10 years behind everybody else who's doing this stuff. We, <laughs> we, we, couldn't, uh, we couldn't play, but I think Minnesota is the same way that way, like around us, where you can play up. Were you killing JV in eighth grade? Uh, I was doing all right. I was doing all right. Um, I probably I was like twenty that year. We're gonna we're gonna bounce back uh, later about you kind of going, you know, Michigan and then the decommitment and then the whole G League. But as soon as they told me we were getting you on the show, I wanted to talk to you right away about because I've talked to a couple different guys professionally, uh, you know, older guys, and asked them what they thought about the whole this class and how you guys are going to make this jump, you, Jalen Green, um, Jonathan, and, and a bunch of the other guys. Tell me about what all went into that decision to skip college and go right into the G League. Um, it was mainly about, you know, what was the best decision for my family uh, at the time, you know, and then coronavirus and everything was going on. Um, and I, it really just became clear, you know what I'm saying? We, like, we waited for about a week. Uh, and I really wanted to, at the, at the time, you know, when I committed to Michigan, I really wanted to go to school. Yeah. Um, but as I weighed my options, you know, it just it just was the better choice. You know, it's kind of like I had the best of both worlds. Like either way, it was going to be, you know, a good decision. But I just had to make the best decision. How how has your life changed since making that decision? Um, or has it? It has. Uh, I've just been more focused on basketball, you know, not having – uh, to worry about my next step. And, you know, coronavirus has given us this opportunity to really just put our head down and just work and not worry about anything else. Um, just get better for what? It's been like three months, right? Four? Yeah, I, I lost I lost count, Zay. It's been a couple months and we've been cooped up. But has, um, 
so COVID did play a, a role in it. Because how many months? How many months ago did you decommit from Michigan? Uh, I want to say right before coronavirus started, like right before or yeah. either when it started. Um, I, it must have been like three, four months ago, man. Yeah. As uh, yeah. Do you? How do you feel now that you're you've skipped college and like you said, you you don't have to worry about that next step, um, and you know where you're going and where you're landing. Well, kind of, but um, you feel lighter or you feel more focused as in like, this is now my actual profession. There are a lot of zeros behind, you know, my paycheck starting right now. Unlike guys like me who are going to wait our three, four years in college and then do it. I'm definitely more locked in on the legacy. I'm definitely just locked in and trying to get better and get, you know, as, as more prepared as I can, you know, for the season coming up and for the draft. So I'm just really just soaking everything in and, uh, you know, just got my head down, just working. You know how that yeah. goes. Yeah, I know how it goes. I can tell because I, I, I checked your uh, your IG before we jumped on and it just seemed like you definitely had a focus. You can you can get a tone of, of people from their social media and you're definitely locked in. So let's jump. Let's jump back to Isaiah Todd, senior year of high school. What was your college recruiting? What was that? What did that look like for you? All coming up through? Um, it was early and it was often like uh, when I was in eighth grade, um, my first offer was Hampton, Hampton uh, University. Um, I, I believe my second offer was James Madison and then my third one was like Kansas or something. So it just jumped. It's a little bit of a jump. James Madison, yeah. Kansas, just a little bit. Yeah. And after that, it just was up. Yeah. So it just kind of took off. When, because you told me eighth grade you were playing JV. When did you make that big jump where you realized, was it, you know, growth physically? Because how tall are you right now, 6'11"? I'm like 6'11", yeah. Maybe seven foot with shoes on. So when did when did that – was it gradual or did you have a big spike in like – I've always been tall and I never had growing pain, so I might have another, like, spurt in there somewhere. i just always been tall. I was like 6'1", like the fifth grade. Would you want to? Would you want that extra? Let's say, let's say I could give you a chance to stop growing at six eleven or go seven three. Would you want to go seven three? I don't know, man. I I, I mean, because you're super, point, you're super comfortable. Like out on yeah. the perimeter, you're extremely comfortable. I've seen you like drag guys out. You know, pull up fifteen feet. You definitely have a lot of KD to you. I know you've gotten that comparison a million times. But I feel like at seven three, you think you'd still be able to maintain that that level of like. Oh yeah, I think I'd be able to maintain it for sure. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how how that would work, you know. So if I told you you could go seven three right now, you would you would take that? Yeah, yeah, I would. That's od. Like that's like on some bobo. You know what I'm saying? Like speaking of bobo, you see what he did last night in the bubble? Yeah. Yeah. He's tough. He's tough. He's tough. I don't know how you drop. What did he drop? The 44? I don't remember. I think he dropped into the 40s for pick-wise. But last night, he, he didn't look like the 44th pick in, in any draft class. And to be honest, at, at Oregon, I mean, I thought he was putting up numbers and doing things that put him for sure first yeah. round, if not lottery. But Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that go into it that we don't see, though. You know what I'm saying? As fans, we don't see. I mean, maybe as players, we might understand it just a little bit more. But, you know, there's a lot that goes into that. Are you are you getting acclimated? Do you feel like a difference? You want to talk about not, you know, we don't see everything. 
um, being a professional, do you think like, is there a shift in like your daily life? You know what I mean? Going into more professional basketball of whether you, like things you got to do, people you got to talk to, um, anything like that? Um, definitely. Uh, I feel like as a young Hooper, I kind of carried myself as a pro, you know, coming up. Um, and even now, you know, it's still a change because actually living that lifestyle, having the people around you to show you what to do and the blueprint of it, um, it's, it's just a lifestyle. It's something that I, I keep in my mind every day um, from eating to sleeping to um, how I how I dress when I go outside or like, you know, wearing a mask, making sure I have my mask on, yeah. things of that nature. So you're talking you're talking about discipline. Yeah, just being disciplined. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what you think, but I think when it comes to professionals, those that I've been around, I think discipline is definitely the separator that way. Who, who? Because just listening to you talk, somebody's somebody's giving you this kind of information. Is it mom? Who, who's who's doing this? Who's keeping Isaiah uh, Todd's head on straight? Uh, definitely my mom, bro. Definitely, bro. She's 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 something. <laughs> <laughs> she mean a lot to you. She means so much to me. That's my that's my rock. That's my best friend. Yeah. What was uh what was her reaction when you told her I I think I'm gonna forego, you know, NCAA and jump make this jump to G League because it's a risk. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, as a mom, she's a little worried, uh, you know, for me being on my own and me making this jump, but I, at the end of the day she thought it was the best decision for the family as well. We both agreed. Um and she was happy for me. She was excited. No, oh, I mean for sure. If you even have the opportunity to do what you're doing I could I can understand that what was uh you know mom's family and then that relationship that they have through the recruiting process at least from what I know um what was uh what was it like with you know coach Howard at Michigan um and everything like that how, how did that relationship grow and how long how, you know what happened at the end how did you have that conversation um I mean, I, I first learned about Michigan through uh, his son, Jet Howard, that played on my um, younger AAU team with Knight Riders Elite. And um, when I learned more about the university, of course, you know, I, I saw his dad at the games and stuff. And one day he offered me. Um, and I had never even thought about Michigan until I took a visit. And I loved the school, loved the campus. I love Coach Howard. He's like an uncle. Um, to this day, he still is. Um, and I love, you know, the atmosphere. And then when I was faced with this opportunity, you know, it was kind of like either way you go, it's the best of both worlds. You're going to make history either way. Gonna, it was so much going into the decision that it came down to, like, the final, like, details, the blueprints. And it was a tough decision. I had to make one. Yeah. Uh, but that's what comes with it. What month did you – you said you loved Ann Arbor. What month did you go up to Michigan? I went to Michigan. Because it's cold as shit up there. You didn't go for. I might have went in October. Game. I might have went like early October, but yeah. I'm, you got to think I'm from up north, so I I'm cool with being cold. You're saying Baltimore up north? Yeah, it was cold. Baltimore, it was cold. Not, we had like we had like two blizzards when I was living there. Two blizzards. You know yeah, what that blizzard, is, bro? Bro, you know what that is in Wisconsin? What? That's called a Wednesday. You oh, get dang. one in the morning. It stops. <laughs> you get one at night. Bro, that that Michigan Wisconsin area. I mean, hey, it must have been a nice October. Did you go to a football game there? 
Uh, yeah, I did. It was raining, though. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's how I know it wasn't that cold. Sometimes it'll snow in October if it gets if it gets crazy enough. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, it wasn't Michigan. too cold. No, Michigan's a really nice – what do you think about, you know, Coach Howard and everything that he's got going on there at Michigan? Um, I think he has uh, a lot, you know, ahead of him. I think um, they're going to have a great season. I'm going to be rooting for him. Um, and I think he's going to make history. Are you gonna Are you gonna claim Michigan when you're you know doing your thing at the at the next level? One hundred percent. Because one hundred percent. See, because you're gonna have you're gonna have guys whether it's at the G League level or the NBA level, depending on how soon that is. I know that that every time you're on a team with somebody who went to, you know, your college team is playing one of your teammates. I think you got to throw a hundred down. So I think you're you'll probably be in all right shape in the Big Ten, but. That's good to hear that. I know Jawan Howard's a, you know, not only was he an unreal player, but, you know, he's taken that program and, you know, after a, a Hall of Famer like Beeline, taking it to to next level. So it's cool to hear that you're still locked in and, and a Wolverine, even though you never wore the jersey. Um, are you excited about this next step? Yeah, man, I'm mad excited. I just can't wait to get to work, man. That's all I've been thinking about the past couple months. How close are you and Jalen Green right now that you are both going into this kind of G League process? Um, we're really excited. You know, we have been boys for a long time. Um, we first met each other. We first played against each other in, like, middle school. And then from there, you know, at USA, we became close. We won a gold medal together. Um, and we had seen each other at all the tournaments and camps and stuff. So we kind of went through this thing together. So we're yeah. just really excited to finally be able to play on each other's team for real and not, like, in a camp setting. Um, and I'm excited to see how well he does, and I'm pretty sure, you know, vice versa. Have you guys ever played together? Um, at Nike Skills Academy, briefly. For like a couple, like, were they switching you guys up game-wise? Uh, no, we pretty much had the same team, but it was, you know, it was quick, little one-quarter, two-quarter games, and we played right. together at USA, so. How was that? That was fun. Did you guys win, USA? Yeah, we got, we won gold. Where'd you guys go? Argentina. How'd you like it? It was different, man. It was it was an experience, you know, being out the country for the first time. Um, it was just it was different. It was fun. How's the food? It was decent. <laughs> it was you decent. Gotta, you don't gotta lie. Anytime that's the biggest thing. You leave the country and all of a sudden it's not it's not burgers and fries every meal. Yeah. With me, I kinda like I like a lot of I like a lot of different foods, so it wasn't really bad for me. But of yeah. course, I did miss home. Yeah. After like a couple of weeks, you get homesick a little bit. As far as food, yeah, I got a little. I miss food, my mom's so, cooking. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I got you. I got you. Is uh is mom's coming with you wherever you go? Yeah, she'll be there. She'll be around. All right. Uh, good. Because even though you're getting older and everything, mom's still got to come with you no matter what. But sure. uh. So you and Jalen played a little bit at Nike Skills Academy, and now you're, you know, kind of going into this next phase. You guys talk to, I don't know, I feel like I'm doing it for you at times. Like, I'll be, who are we just talking to? Andre Drummond. And I, I even brought it up to him. I said, so you got five kids in this, this young class that are going to make that jump. And to be honest, at his level, he probably could have did, you know, if he had the opportunity or choice that you guys had, he could have made that jump being a one and done at UConn. But have you talked to anybody either in the, in the NBA or, you know, just adults or anybody else for advice? Have you kind of searched for that at all or has that found you? 
Oh, yeah. I've talked to a lot of guys. I talked to Mike Beasley, um, Bam Adebayo, um, just to name a few guys. I don't really want to – it's a whole list, but those two yeah, yeah. are probably the main guys that I really, really talked to. Um, and they helped me along the way, you know, compete. Where, where's the uh, relationship with Mike Beasley? That just kind of – Oh, he uh, – you know, we played five on five in the same gym recently. And I, when I was in Miami, he was in Miami. So I saw him down there, you know, most majority of the time. Yeah, he's a, he's a bucket, right? Yeah, he's a bucket. Oh, my God. I saw some clips um, pre-bubble. Did he get picked up or just Jamal Crawford? No, he got picked up too, but he had corona. He did? He tested positive? Yeah. Damn. You're all good, though, right? All healthy? I'm straight. Yeah, I'm good. Good, good, good. good. We don't need anything else. I've seen enough crazy news for, for, you know, a long time, five years. I'm good on the, on the craziness. But so, hey, the one thing I did that just popped into my head, so this whole thing, you're skipping this level. But Mikey Williams, who's been on the show as well, he's taking this, you know, he just released his top 10 today. And he's got five HBCUs. Talk about what that means, you know, to you and, and to those around you. What are – people saying about it, do you think it's a good idea to push that kind of route and direction for, for guys of his caliber? Um, I think it'll be, I think it'll be something special. I think it'd be a good move for him. If he decides to do that, you know, I think he should make the best decision for him. Right. Um, and if the case may be that, you know, he goes to an HBCU, I think that'd be amazing. Um, yeah. And if he doesn't, I'll still be rooting for him. That's my guy. So, yeah. you know, I'm excited to see which school he chooses. Yeah, no doubt, because I think, you know, I would assume what's going to come down to is just is it all ends up just like when you're picking, you know, any school, just like you, you're looking at situation because, you know, you chose Michigan, but I, I know Blue Bloods obviously were after you um, and everything. What, what kind of, when you did commit to Michigan, what was your thought process in terms of situation with Michigan? Was it the offensive, offensive system, uh, the fact that you might have, you know, now they still get five stars, but you might have three less five stars than if you were to go to Kansas or Duke or North Carolina. What was the decision to not go that route um, all about? Um, it was mainly just, you know, the background of the school uh, and mainly Jawan Howard, you know, it being his first year, me trusting him player to player first because he was a player. And not only was he a player, you know, he played on the highest level and coached on the highest level and he played my position. Um, and we were already kind of, you know, pretty close, and I really trust him. Um, so that was the biggest thing going into that decision. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, trust in, in your coach and the organization was everything for – it's for me, everybody who makes a decision that way. Um, now, when you did – when you did decommit from Michigan, was the G League the only option coming out of there, or were there other talks about – Cause you got Lamelo, you got RJ. Did you got? Did you ever think about doing that route in terms of professional basketball, taking off, going to you know Lithuania or Australia or someplace like that? I mean, yeah, we took everything into consideration. You know, with it being my career and with it being like a huge decision, we took everything in consideration. We wrote everything out, you know, pros and cons. Um, we tried to take you know everything into consideration with making this kind of decision. So it took me a while, you know. Yeah. Have you met with uh, with Adam Silver about everything going on? I'm sorry. Have you met with Adam Silver? No, I haven't met. Uh, you haven't I met, met with him. I yet? met him one time, but it wasn't you know 
It was. It wasn't else. like an official sit down or anything. Nah. Well, I'm sure he's got a million things going on right now with the bubble, but I'm I'm assuming those conversations are about to about to be had with you and Jalen and Jonathan and everybody else on that list. So, you know, it's it's exciting to see uh, you guys kind of take a big step for the game of basketball. You think there's going to be a lot of guys who follow in your footsteps? I mean, I hope so, man. There's no telling which way this thing uh, goes as far as like next year or two years from now. It could be completely different, but I, I hope that this is something that um, allows the elite guys to uh, have other options than to feel like they have to go to college, you know, because college could be a route and it may be better for somebody else. But this route is also an opportunity, you know, to showcase your talent on a pro level at an early age. Yeah. Like I said, a lot of people compare you to KD. Is that who, like, in terms of sitting down watching film work, which I'm assuming you're doing more of as a pro, um, is KD somebody that you watch and who else other than that? I watch everybody, man. Um, I watch a lot of KD, a lot of Giannis, Anthony Davis. Um, recently, uh, I was watching, geez, what was his name? Uh, he was like the first number one player from Illinois, um, but he tragically died in high school. Um, oh, Benji? Benji? Yeah, I was watching Benji. Uh, I was did you watching watch Kobe. that 30 for 30 or did you watch film of Benji? Both. For real? You got, you got a hold yeah. of film? Mm-hmm. Tough. All right, go ahead. I cut you off. Um, no, nah, I watch a lot of Kobe. I watch a lot of everybody. You know, I keep notebooks. I write notebooks, you know. Do you? Yeah. That's good to hear. So you're sitting down watching, you know, anywhere from, you know, power forwards to true centers to shooting guards. How would you describe your game? Like, if you had to put a stamp on it. I'm a ball player. I feel like you can player? stick me anywhere in the offense. I feel like you can stick me anywhere in defense. Um, and that's what I really just want to be, as versatile as possible. Um, be able to do as much as possible to help the team win. I don't like being held back, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to feel like I can do everything. Yeah, you you are 100% part of this next generation, new breed of, of basketball players that they have no, like, confinement. He's, you know, you're not a true center. You're not a true power forward. You're not a, you know, only wing slasher because you're 6'11". You're leading the way with a couple other guys when it comes to – um, you know, not being confined to to a specific box, but Kevin Durant, guys like that. Um, who who are you most excited to play against in the NBA when it comes down to it? Everybody. I'm excited to face everybody because I know on that level, if you know, when I get time, if they're on the floor, they're pretty good, and right. I mean like really good. So right. I'm excited to you know test my skills against everybody on that level. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I feel like, you know, once I get there and I see where I'm at, that's when that summer, you know, going into the next season, that's when you really put in the work. And then you, you're going against, like, the Giannis's, and then you're going against, like, the KD's, and you'll feel ready. Yeah, are you naturally as confident as you are right now? Like, there's no, there's no stutter about that. You're talking about Giannis and KD, some of the best players, arguably, to ever play the game. You're ready to go, for, go up against them right now, it sounds like. I'm not I don't I don't consider myself being afraid of anybody or afraid of anything. I'm gonna accept the challenge. Now yeah. I know what comes with that, but I'm gonna accept the challenge as a basketball player, as a competitor. Yeah, no doubt. I can I can just kind of hear it in your in your voice. I'm excited to watch whatever it may be. I know you can't really touch on it, but I, I don't know if it's gonna be in the G League or we're gonna be hearing your name 
what, 2021 draft? Is that, can you say that? Is that the first draft that you're eligible for? Yep. So, okay, it'll be a, it'll be kind of a, a leapfrog. That'll be, you know, super exciting to watch. I'm rooting for you. You got a fan in me. Welcome back, everybody. Another episode of Subject to Change. And today we got Isaiah Todd on the pod. You. That actually, sounded, that actually sounded really good. You might have to co-host, you know, if this basketball thing don't work out, jump on with me. And, uh, <laughs> I guess. But we just recorded a great episode with Zay. Uh, we know he can play three, four, or five, or, you know, one if he wants to, I guess. He can pretty much play any position on the court. And there's a lot of bigs that can do that right now in the league. So we're going to play a game called Zay's Way. And one through ten, I'm going to give him two names. He's going to pick who's dubbed in one-on-one out of our skilled big men. You ready? I got you. All right, let's get it. First one, Joel Embiid or Carl Anthony Towns? I'm going with Joel still. Okay, I like it. Yeah. By the way, he's saying still because uh, we had a blooper of me running these names, and he was just saying who he would beat one-on-one. So if you want the extended clip, rewind, watch the whole show. All right, number two, Chris asked Porzingis or Bo Bo? Porzingis. Okay. Now some of these answers start to make more sense in my mind. Number there three, <laughs> Thon Maker or his brother McCurr Maker? Thon. Okay. Number four, Anthony Davis or Nikola Jokic, the Joker? Anthony Davis because, you know, he can stretch the floor. Uh, he can shoot the three ball. And then at the same time, he'll blow by you. And he's athletic. You know what I'm saying? So that's watch, pretty hard to guard. Yeah, you watch a lot of uh, AD? I watch a lot of AD. I, I watch a lot that. of AD. Figured that. Number five, Spicy P, Pascal Siakam or Ben Simmons? I'm going with Ben Simmons. Okay. Are you going to let think, him? Never mind. I'm not even going to ask you. I was going to say you're going to let him shoot. Never mind. Six, <laughs> Chet Holmgren. <laughs> Chet uh, or James Wiseman? Ooh. I like the young boy, but I'm going to have to go with James Wiseman. He's been working silently, too. Yep. He probably even put on 25 pounds of muscle yeah. and the three balls stroking. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. James yeah, might like, be a you problem. Like you like Chet, though? I like Chet, though. He's coming along real nice. I didn't think he'd be able to fill into his, you know, his frame and his body, but he's definitely done it. He's a killer. I like him. All right. Number seven, Miles Turner or Sabonis? Miles Turner. He's a dog. I like his game. He's tough. He's a dog. Number eight, Laurie Markkinen or Nas Reed? I'm going to just say Nas Reed because that's my guy. You have Personally, to. that's my guy. Laurie can hoop, but Big Jelly is something else. Big Jelly. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He's one of the most skilled dudes, I think, at his height with the ball. I mean, you two really go hand-in-hand, but he's like Jersey guard. That just happened to be like 6'10". That's facts. It's crazy. All right, number nine, Kevin Love or Blake Griffin? Blake. All right, okay. Last one, the two that I think you resemble the most in the matchup I'm excited to watch here in the next year, Kevin Durant or Giannis Antetokounmpo? From the top of the key, I'm going with KD. Take you take KD? Yeah, that's my, that's my, my favorite player. So, you know, he's just going to win automatically. Is but I like best, both games, though. Yeah. Is he the best player, Kevin Durant, in the NBA right now? Put you on the spot. This is part of my game. <sighs> he is the most skilled scorer in the game right now. 
That's why I like talking to you. You understand, you understand hoop. That's exactly what I would say. And you can't argue that. You can't argue it. You really can't. Unless you're going to say Steph Curry, but that's another conversation. All exactly. Right. That's another conversation. <laughs> that's my bias. That's my bias coming through. All right, everybody. That was Zay's way. If you didn't listen to the whole pod, don't be a dummy. Rewind. Listen to the 45 <laughs> minutes. Let us know what you think about his comments at the end, his picks, and everything else. And we'll see you guys later on next week for another episode. Zay, appreciate you coming on, bro. No doubt, Brody. Good luck. Good luck.